Are we ready? Let's go. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. And we're the Run Galloway Girls. And it's Wednesday. Woohoo! And we are here and we're so excited. Um, tomorrow is my egg retrieval, so I'm really so exciting. Nervous and excited about that. Uh, and we ha- I haven't been running since our run on Sunday, Sorry. the last time we recorded. Yeah. Um, you might hear Penny in the background. Her tail is very waggy today. <laughs> And she is very interested in me. And if you are on YouTube watching, you will see her. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we ran Wednesday. (laughs) Ran on Sunday. You've then were given orders to stop the high intensity. Yes, I walked in. I walked into my clinic and I was like, I feel so good. And my nurse Laurel, in the most patient yet stern way, said. Liz, it's time to stop all that. I know you feel good, but it's time to stop all that running. And I was like, okay. Okay, Laurel. Um, and she's she's just so wonderful. Um, but the reason I had to stop, and, you know, there's very, very few reasons in this world that you really have to stop, medical reasons that you have to stop running. Um, you know, you scale back, you, you know, modify, or that you have to stop activity. But... One of the reasons is when your ovaries are really, really, really big, you know, generally you make one egg and your ovary is not going to go into torsion with one egg, but I have so many eggs. I have the most I've ever had um, since during IVF, like this round. I definitely had a lot more when I was younger and a donor, Um, but I have like six or seven giant follicles on each ovary. And what they're worried about is with the high impact and running is high impact, even if it's easy, even if it's easy running. Yeah. Anytime both feet leave the ground and you land on one foot, that's high impact. So um, they're worried that with that high impact, my ovary will just fall over, twist, torsion, and it will be painful and probably cost the ovary. So that's why we're not going to do that. We're going to listen. We're going to follow directions. Um, so I thought that yesterday I would walk and I got up with Penny and I was really tired, and so I didn't even walk. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like you said, there's very few times like that we have to completely stop running. Yeah. But, but then you know, again, listening to your body, and this is just one of those times for yeah, just a short yeah, for sure. little window here where you've for got to sure. take a little break. And then, and you know, it's also never bad to take a break. I know that there are all those articles that scare you that you're going to lose fitness in two weeks, and you might lose. percentage of your fitness, but you're not going to lose a hundred percent of your fitness. And even whatever you lose does come back relatively quickly. And I can attest to that. I mean, sure. I'm not in the shape I was in, in December of 2019, but I took practically a year off from running like a, in like for all intents and purposes took maybe really two years of very, very decreased running. I was still able to manage a a marathon in that time with, I mean, running 60-mile months. Manage a, you know, very respectable 430 marathon finish um, and have been able to come back, you know, relatively quickly, at least for duration. I I would say my aerobic base has returned um, fairly well. Um, It's... It's a little like starting over, but it's more like starting at year five than starting over. Right. You still have all that behind you. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it might not be physical, it might be mentally. You just need a break. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with taking, you know, whether it's a couple weeks or a couple months off for that reason too. Burnout is, is it's real. real. It's real. My suggestion though, if you are feeling some burnout with running, try to find a replacement that keeps you active. Yeah. So when I took, um, in 2020, um, you know, I was feeling a little burned out from running. We were by ourselves. Naomi had just had her baby. It's like, you know, June, one pool in this area decided to open. Um, and so I would reserve a lane and I would go swim. And that was like, it was amazing. It was yeah. so great to have this different thing to do. And, you know, my off, my childcare hadn't reopened, so I was swimming at, like, 1 you o'clock in the afternoon, which was just really nice. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really great. And so I would swim for an hour in a lane by myself. I would kind of see people, which was a little nice. And then um, 
you know, and I've kind of kept up the swimming. I actually was thinking about, except the pool doesn't open until 7 a.m. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I am allowed to swim. Swimming is low impact. They said maybe don't flip turn, but I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, flip turns don't twist your ovaries. <laughs> uh, like, no more so than, like, like kicking t- off really but, hard or something. But even but. even no more than, like, touching the wall and pushing right. off wood. So, anyway, it's, like, non-swimmers. <laughs> but I was like, there's a Garmin badge for swimming this month. So maybe <laughs> maybe we could uh, squeeze in an afternoon swim. Yeah. Um, maybe even today. <laughs> So, yeah, I think um, what I was going to say, too, yeah, with the burnout and with, you know, I think what we talked about, too, is part of it is you want to have, you want to still kind of keep the habit. So that's right. an idea. Like, if, if it's swimming or if it's, you know, going for a walk. Walking. Keeps you in the habit of doing something physical so Biking. that you don't. And plus, you get the endorphins. Yes. So you don't want to lose that completely just because you're burnt out on, like, the running and the goals that you have right. tied up with running. Jeff's uh, Jeff's advice to me anytime I feel burnt out or tired, he always gives me the advice of go run with different people, go run on a different route, or at minimum just get out 30 minutes a day every other day for two weeks and then come back. Yeah. And what will happen is with that advice, I'll go out knowing what's on my plan. I will go out for a 30-minute, you know, just check it off 30-minute run and... I'll end up doing the workout that was prescribed perfectly anyway because or, it's yeah. like the mental pressure is off. Right. Or you just, yeah, or you just do the 30 minutes and that's okay too. Yeah. Or like what I do is I give myself permission to, I'll say, okay, you at a mile, because the first mile is always a liar. So at a yeah. mile, you can turn around and go home if you decide it's, it's not your day. And after, obviously after 10, 12 minutes, whatever it is, I'm like, or 14 minute mile, yeah. that first mile is, I'm like, I want to keep going. I don't want to just turn around. And then yeah. it's like, like yesterday I did that. I was, I wasn't sure if I wanted to run and my foot's been killing me. I actually turned around and went home and switched shoes because I tried out those oh. new Adidas and they were so stiff and it was hurting my foot too oh, much. Oh no. Turned around and put on my, my Hoka mocks, which are more cushion feeling, went back out. And then I didn't do our workout because we had five half miles and I didn't think I'd have the time or the you know, mental bandwidth, mental bandwidth to try and attempt that. So instead I just like, I was on like 30 thirties or I don't know. I think I was on 30 thirties or 15 thirties. And I was like, all right, let me just switch it to 45 thirties. Cause I'm not trying to push it here. But then I was like, let's just see where the the miles land. Yeah. They were great. And I didn't push them like we did on, it wasn't threshold. Like it was on Sunday. It was just, it was marathon pace. It was like just running at a sustained pace, not running yeah. and pushing myself. I and love it. I was so excited that they were in the like low to middle nines. Yeah, that's like, oh. see, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, I'm very like our run that we did on, um, on Sunday really like had me very excited. And and even the mile repeats, and we'll talk about yeah. what the mile repeats are and and why we do them, um, a little bit later. But um, it has me really like excited for Jeff's half. Um, Jeff's half is coming up yeah, just over a month, 32 days. Yeah. And I've been kind of nervous that like breaking yeah. two hours again feels like it feels like a big goal, which is kind of exciting, which is also kind of funny because I broke two hours in my very first half. <laughs> and so it's kind of strange to be like, oh, breaking two hours like might not happen, but my watch says it's going to happen. So my watch does say, a 156. And while it says a 414 marathon, I actually think I I really have I really think we're going to be right under 4 hours even if we ha- even if we had to go run the marathon not tomorrow because I'm having an egg retrieval tomorrow <laughs> and so not for a week after. <laughs> but but um, in this in this fitness Yeah, right now. but I'm pretty excited and I'm excited like I I going to reach out to Jeff. I'd like to run his race as a progression run. I think that that would be a really fun way to run it. Um, even if it means starting off at like 10 minute, like a 10 minute mile or nine 30. Although I think we're going to get so excited that we're not going to be able to hold back that much, but, but I'm very excited. I, yeah. And I think this is just opened up my eyes to like, now we have this goal, this longer term goal of like, we can break four hours. We should train to break four hours with like 60 thirties. Yeah. And like yesterday with those 45 thirties, I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been a 
4.05 or something. Yeah. If I was you know, 9.15 pace, whatever it is. for, yeah. I was like, okay. It's well, in sight. We can do something so super. It's so fun. Um, it's so fun. I actually do have a 60.30 PR um, in, the, in the marathon. And my 60.30 PR in the marathon is 3.54. Which is insane. Isn't that fast. crazy? Um, so I went out in oh, three weeks, three weeks before Mountains to Beach, and we had a 29 mile run that day. And we've talked a little bit about how Jeff does the over distance 29 mile run. Now, you have to do as we were talking about, not as I did. So do as we <laughs> say, that 29 miler should be super easy. It should be so slow. It should be very, very chill. It should not push you at all into the craziness, crazy fastness. It should keep your heart rate low. You should get, because we talked a little bit about how over a certain point, with that distance, you do, if you're not super easy, you're opening yourself up for possible injuries. You're opening yourself up for a metabolic impact, mm-hmm. with, like raising your cortisol, which will then depress your immune system. So you really, it's, it's just too much stress. Oh, can you hear Penny's prancy paws in the background? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, anyway, so I went out and Naomi had just come back from a Ragnar Ultra Trail the weekend before. So she was not doing this 29-miler with me, but she was going to go do a half marathon that day. (laughs) So I went and found a marathon, and it was a Boston qualifier, um, out on the CNO Canal here. And it's one of those, like, first chance for Boston, last chance for Boston type races where it's they have multiple start times, and they have the marathon and the half marathon. Um... And so I ran, it's an out and back. So you go out half of a half and back half of a half and then out half of a half and then back half of a half. So four kind of segments of the same thing, out and back twice. And so I was supposed to be, I think it was like no faster than 9.45. I think I like, or had in my head like 9.45, 10.15. And I was running... I think I was running 45 30s at the start, so it's not quite a 60 30 PR. And I could not keep those miles under 945 to save my life. <laughs> and I was like, I just I couldn't get my heart rate down. Maybe I was already was, at 60 30. It was, it was a hot day. It was raining. Or no, it, it wasn't hot. It was, right. raining. it was raining. It, warm. it felt good. I had warmed up three miles and I just felt on. Like my body just felt on. It was clicking. And I was like, is this going to stress me out more to try to hold back than it is to just run? So I was like, let me just run this first segment and see what time I come in. And I put my, I gave myself a speed limit instead of 8.45. I said, no faster than 8.45. <laughs> so I ran the first segment. And then I ran the second segment. And I think I was at 1.59 at the second segment. And I was like, oh, I'm going to run the third segment just a little faster. And then I'm going to run the last segment just a little faster. And it was so great because there were all these people there that were trying to Boston qualify. And I knew that that was not my goal at that race. Um, But I, so many people that just took off in the beginning, I picked off at the end of that race um, because I had gone out so conservatively. And I think that's really what showed me how conservative you can be in the start of a marathon and still really have a great finish time. Um, that that marathon, and then I had done that previously in Disney. I had started actually two other times in Disney where it started much slower and then ran the second half faster. And this comes from someone who used to set their PR in the first half of a marathon and then go, okay, cool, let me just chill out. So... Um, Anyway, that was a long, a long story long for, I don't even remember why we started talking what, about that. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the 60, the goal of like, oh, doing the 60 30 PR. And for me, that would be huge. And so, but, and this is like, that's that weekend was definitely a do as I say, not as I, wait, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Again, because I, instead of doing 29, I blew off our plan, which was really, you know, dumb. But of you me. had but, done, you had done 30 some odd miles the weekend but, before. But it was so. not consecutive. True. And then, and then, yeah. And then when I went into that half um, up in Frederick, what was cool was I did 
did it very controlled. It was a negative split half. Yeah. Um, and it was not at all, like, a race for me. But, again, it did blow off our plan. So, like, I've been more, I've been much more, um, you know, intentional with keeping, right. like, not trying to move too much around. I know, like, we're going to go talk to Jeff right now about how we need to move around the upcoming weeks because yeah. of your, your retrieval cycle. Oh, my goodness, Penny, you cannot bark at us. <laughs> the, we are recording right now. Do you not understand what that means? So Penny just came in, um, and she gave us a little woof, and she is wagging her tail. So we're going to take a short break. All right, so we're back from a little dog walk. I love that on the podcast we say, we'll be right back, and then we say, we're back. <laughs> I do, oh, too. We have to reset our little... Um, video. Video camera. Now, one of the things that I did want to say is Naomi says that she kind of ruined her mountains to beach by plan plan by um, doing... So I did the Ragnar, yeah, and it was a yeah a trail Ragnar. It was like thirty miles, but it was not consecutive. Obviously, it's three separate runs of nine to eleven miles apiece. Then a week later, I think just because I had signed up with friends, yeah, I yeah. love Ragnars. And then a week later, I signed up for Frederick because I love that half, and my husband and I love to go do that half together. Yeah. And so I was saying, yeah, like I, you know, kind of disregard. I disregarded the plan. And we don't know whether we did our mile repeats. We have to look back. Yeah, let me look. We're pretty sure but, we did. So the, basically, that was the the weekends of th- four weeks before Mount Sweet. Yeah, and three and weeks three before Mount So kind of a crucial time to be just throwing away your plan. And here's the thing: you just have to when you decide that you want to run all the races. That has to be your goal. I'm going to run all the races, right? Not I'm going to perform at peak top level in a race. Versus, you know, I'm going to just run all the races. Now, here's the thing. I probably, I might have been able to BQ by more had I done that 29 easy instead of going and setting my 60-30 PR um, on that trail marathon. However, I had another goal in mind. That marathon was my 29, no, was my 19th marathon. It was my 19th right. marathon so that Mountains to Beach could be my 20th. Yeah. And so that was also like you mentally part of it. And so we just have to remember that in the moments, like we have to be making decisions that are, um, that respect all of our goals and we have to prioritize what our goals are. And if we have process goals, and we've talked about this before too, when our goals are about enjoying the process and just being in the moment, it's so much easier to add in things versus yeah. if they're about the product. Outcome. And I think we were so product focused. Oh, yeah. At the time, we were so focused on like, we need to get this BQ, we need to be this, we need to be that. And I think we're just a lot more relaxed now. And I think we wanted to be relaxed then. And that's why we would, we were we still would signing up for yeah. And yeah. And so I just looked. And so a week later after your awesome performance there and my, you know, great easy half marathon, that was at one forty six or something. Yeah. We had, I, I titled it in my Garmin failed mile repeats. Oh, so we no. did set out to do our mile repeats, which we would have had to do 14 of them. Yeah. We did, you know, a 750, a 751, a 732, and an 807, and then we gave up and just really? ran it in for about 19 total miles. Really? So, oh my God. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, yeah, we'll have to check if your schedule shows yeah, the same. Yeah, I have I no idea. That sounds like we would have ran together the rest yeah. of the way because I don't think I would have just run 19 miles on my own at that point. <laughs> I would have just gone home. <laughs> yeah, I probably just was like, oh, it's fine. We're, we ran hard last weekend. So yes. let's, like, that counts as our mile. That sounds exactly like me, actually. I'm pretty sure. Those words are like, oh, it's fine. I remember it's probably like my brain going, well, I ran a sub four off of a 90 mile base. Last week. So So it's all, and like, well, no. Oh, oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in like your, exactly. You knew where you were and you knew what you're capable of. And so, and no, that's all to say like, uh, yeah. Like, so then when this season cycle came around last year with, with training for New York city, I said, you know, I'm not going to sign up for all the races. Yeah. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to follow the plan and see what happens without, at the same time, without having an outcome goal at New York. Right. the goal was just to go and do another world major, go and do New York. I love New York City. Well, and so I just wanted and to I do it. And I think you knew that New York's weather could be iffy. Not the weather. I was worried about the course. The course. Usually the weather is cold, so it would have oh, been great. Okay. 
but instead it was 74 degrees. It was a record right. day. I thought you knew I that was the weather. The I thought that you knew that the weather could be iffy because I knew New York was due a hot year. I don't know why I knew that. Weird. But because I didn't worry they about the course. Had that. I didn't, windy. They've had rain. I didn't worry about the course for you actually because um, challenging courses you tend to really excel on them. You tend to do better on a course that has hills. hard rolling hills than yeah. one is one that's supposed to be quote fast. Chicago's supposed to be fast. And you know, I may, whether it's mental or whatever, it wasn't or the a, weather there, like too. the weather, whatever. Like you, you know, you got sick there. Steamtown, the weather, but yeah. also supposed to be a really fast course. Yet Frederick Half Marathon is a is a very difficult Hilly course. course, and it's Yet, my PR. Right. Yet you do well there. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I don't think the course matters. I think almost challenging courses are really good Better for you. Better for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Richmond is still one of your favorites. I would not call Richmond a fast course at all. I would call it like a good course, but it's got some late mile hills. I yeah. got to tell you, Richmond's mile 16 and 17, um, they're, where they're uphill through like by the gas station and you're on that main road. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So... Okay, I have, I, to, like 18, I have to. Yeah. Is that eighteen nineteen? It's so. up a big hill before you get into like the pretty neighborhoods and and everything. And I always think of my friend Rose, who I met at the Ragnar Ultra, my very first Ragnar. Um, and I had known her on Facebook before, but I like <laughs> didn't meet her. She lost her baby Zeke. At, um, he was born premature preterm. And he lived for just a few days, and she lost him. And she went and did Richmond and, like, shared her story a year after losing him. And so I always think of those miles as Zeke's miles, and I, like, tell her about it. And she's posted a lot of things about, like, talk about my baby because he was here and he was real. And so when I was pacing Lauren, I told Lauren the story about Zeke. And, like, so we ran Zeke's miles. really, But they're hard uphill miles. Yeah. And, um, And so anyway... I think those miles are harder than the hills in Boston. Oh. Wow. So when everybody talks about the hills in Boston, no. The hills in Boston are like rollers. They're fine. <laughs> like, don't even stress about them. Um, especially, I mean, granted, I ran Boston easy. Like, no joke, they're short enough where you just walk up them and run down them, and you're going to be fine. <laughs> like, you're going to average, like... You run a good clip until you get to them. You walk up them. You run down them. Walk up, run down, walk up, run down. And you'll be great because it's flat the rest of the way in. Yeah. So that's my Boston strategy It depends for you. on where you train. Like we train in an area where we have a lot of rollers. So that's a lot of people when they talk about courses being difficult. Yeah, yeah. I didn't find, of course, I ran New York easy. But I didn't find it to be yeah. as hilly as I was I was worried about. Because, again, we just have a lot of hills on, our, on all of our and, anyway here. and it's a lot of concrete, which you're used to too, because Marine Corps is all yeah, concrete too. That Marine is Corps, tough. That Marine zaps, Corps zaps trashes you. you. All right. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how we have a we have a new goal of a sixty thirty PR. <laughs> Maybe we should go sixty thirty PR all the all the distances. I think maybe that try this. Maybe just, we should try like so a thirty thirty PR and sixty thirty yeah. PRs. Like oh, it's oh, so fun. What a fun little it's, process. Yeah, and to instead go of just being like worried about your again your outcome times which well, I'm don't, more thinking know, checking th- off boxes exactly. like I just want to run every distance at every with, with interval. different intervals and like it's just fun it's just yeah. a good way to mix up your goals so well and it would be something that we could do together which we love True. doing and one of the things that we love to do together which and we promise we're going to talk about mile repeats we've had this on our schedule for a while <laughs> But we love to sparkle during races. Yeah. So Sparkle Athletic is is, the brand. Yeah. So that's the brand of sparkle skirts that they make. And this is not a promo for them. Like, they didn't pay us. We don't have any association with them. We actually pay to belong to their club because we love it so much. So they make these stretchy little running skirts that go over your favorite shorts and they're so cute, and you don't even feel them when you're wearing them. And they make one that's like more like a costumey. I 
called lightweight or like itchy material, but it's not itchy when you're running in it. No, it's just that it's more of a sheer, um, it's a sheer material that's like a, not quite a tool, but a sheer material with, yeah, Yeah. with the, with with the sequins on it. Yep. And And then they make a a smooth one that's like baby, bathing suit material. Like lycra. That are patterns or sparkles. And they're just so much fun to wear. And we love to wear, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram, which probably you do, we love to wear them on training runs because it's so fun yeah and it like jazzes up the run and when you're out doing your training run like this past Sunday in like the sleet people kept like you know nice like, costumes so cute. cute outfits like we're getting yeah. a lot and they were like you know 70 year old men like, it was yeah. like everyone was just like and all then, about our cute costumes well and then people recognize <laughs> us out at races yeah. they're like oh the run gallery oh, girls yeah. I follow you I know who you are yeah they run up so, to during the race and, which yeah. is which is really fun like it's one of those ways where people like know us because we're always in costumes and that are super cute. And Naomi was actually pretty resistant to a costume at first. And I would only wear them during fun races. I wouldn't wear them during goal races, which is so silly. Oh my gosh. Until actually in Chicago in 2017, when I ran Chicago and you ran Steamtown, I wore a sparkle athletic visor, but I and I had my team in training singlet, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like the skirt went well with the singlet yeah, because the, the singlet, the singlet, they're the almost like maternity cut. They're huge, and so I didn't wear it there, but I had kind of regretted it because um, it's just there's it's so fun, and so I did wear a sparkle skirt when I paced just the which I talked about on the podcast, paced her the next weekend at Marine Corps. I did wear a skirt, and I was like, yes, this was so great. And I got Jess to wear it, wear one too. And actually, I think Jess wore the white one that you wore Oh, that's crazy. um, For Richmond. For for Richmond. Yeah, which was the first time I had run in a sparkle skirt. And we, so we went down to Richmond, and um, had you run a marathon in shorts and tall socks yet? Um, I know I'm not sure. I was because I know we essentially were like, I done. You're gonna do all new things. All new things. No, I hadn't done. So I didn't even have that pair with me, or I don't know if I just didn't bring it. I had one pair of compression socks at the time, but I had in that day. I wore. I had um, compression sleeves. They were black, and that's what oh, okay. I wore for Richmond, which, like, I don't know why, no. but that's what I had with me. There Richmond, was, you wore your pink socks. I wore black oh. black sleeves, blue top, and the white skirt. Oh, okay. And so, um, but it's, yeah, it was crazy, because that's another thing that we've come to is, is CEP um, brand socks that we just love Oh, we love, love CEP. Also, no, no affiliation. We, um, I we think used to be ambassadors. You're still, are you still an ambassador? Um, I don't know if they've just not continued the program. Oh, well, we should reach but, out, because we love them. Even, yeah. even if if they're not doing it, the ambassador program yeah. anymore, we should reach out and just tell them how much we love them. Oh, yeah. um, but CEP makes absolutely the best compression socks. There are so many great compression socks out there, and a lot of people love different brands. I particularly love CEP because the sock is a nice sock on my foot, and it's not restricting at all. And I have a weird thing about, like, my toes have to be able to move and stretch. Yeah. And a lot of the compression socks start with compression right at the toes, and I can't handle it. And, like... I think it's all I, I, I was like this before I listened to this episode. But Tina Muir has an episode with Dr. Ray McClanahan. I think. I, yeah, I know who's talking about the um, the foot about he's a, he's yeah a he's a podiatrist and he talked about foot shaped feet yeah, and shoe shaped feet <laughs> and yeah. like what like you How should wear foot shaped shoes for your stretch like stretch your feet out and I have to tell you my feet have gotten wider. And like more, and I still have narrow feet, but they've just gotten more nimble since I've focused on not squeezing my feet into like high heels and like yeah, pointy even toed into, shoes, even, even flats into socks, that are pointy toed or, even so, or into the socks. socks. Yeah. So and I mean I wear UGG boots and primarily UGG boots, Birkenstocks, and recently Hey Dudes, and that's like all my shoes that yeah. I wear. Um, so anyway, long story long, CEP <laughs> compression socks. We love them because they have a great sock. They have great compression. You do have to be measured for them. I would say most, like if you feel like you have a normal sized calf, you're probably going to be a size three. Um, 
you know, in CEP, that's yeah. what we it's both like wear. Two, three, and four are the sizes. Yeah. And yeah, and they're but they are like, yeah, they're medical grade compression. But again, the foot But they're, they're sports size. They're, and that's right. I think that's really the differentiation yeah. differentiator. Whereas a lot of the compression socks for running are medical grade compression period. And so they do have the compression all the way from the toes, which is something you might want if you've got edema. Right, right, but if right. you're a runner, the CEP has the compression around the arch, but yep. not in the toes or in the heel, which makes it really nice. And I feel like the compression like almost goes like gently up your legs, so that you, yeah. it can still keep blood moving and fluid. Oh anyway. yeah, they don't feel overly constricting. What a so. diatribe to talk about sparkle skirts. <laughs> so in in Richmond, um, I had just come off of Marine Corps, so I wore my Marine Corps jacket and my blue sparkle it's blue with white stars sparkle skirt Naomi wore my white one and we just looked so cute and it was like the race where Naomi was going to do all new things because she was like well if the old stuff didn't work I'm gonna try the new stuff yeah throw it out yeah so we did our sparkle skirts we took coke and pickle juice on the course And it was the first. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola and pickle juice. Yeah. On the yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> clarify. Yeah. And it was the first time I had run anything with intervals. So, yeah. We, yeah. I know we talked about it a little bit before in a so different fun. episode. But, like, that's how I came to to run, walk to Galloway Method. And then, and then we didn't really, um, I don't think we sparkled again until March when we were going for my half PR. Because at the time that Naomi and I started running together and we had the goal, this was the season we had a goal to break an hour 20 in the 10 where we did it early March. Um, my my half marathon PR was in the first half of a marathon. Yeah, like Chicago, <laughs> right? At Chicago, yeah. and I think it was like 147. And so I never run a standalone half faster than 153. And so we went to... Um, we went to rock and roll, and Naomi wore a sparkle skirt then, and I wore my like ruffle one, which is my favorite one, and that's why I ran a one forty six, and for the first time, which was so amazing and so fast, and I like couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was like, so, and it took us a while to get to sparkling at all of our runs, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure almost every race now, unless we have like another reason not to sparkle, we sparkle. Yeah. And for a while I still in throughout that time, like 2018, 2019, I would still like sometimes go to a race with, without, you know, thinking I'm not going to sparkle because I am, I am looking for a PR today. I am a serious runner. Serious runner. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, be all cutesy with ruffles or with, uh, you know, sparkles. And then I just flipped it around. I'm not sure what, what date, like I flipped that in my mind, but now my favorite thing is to go to these races and be first sparkle. First skirt. First skirt, <laughs> first sparkle skirt, first, like, you know, if I'm still going for time or I'm still trying to run fast, I love to be like coming in yeah. with all the badass, like serious runners and with my like sparkle skirt. Yeah, <laughs> it brings a little fun and brings a little joy into it. Yeah. And the coolest thing is in longer races and especially like more serious ones, like I did wear a skirt for my first CIM, and CIM is a serious marathon. Like, there's marathoners of all paces there, but it's... People go there to PR. People go there to be cute. And to be cute. And to OTQ. People go there to qualify for the Olympic trials. It's a a fast field. Yeah. It's serious. And so coming (laughs) in in a sparkle skirt... Like, the crowd along the street gets so excited because I'm the first person that they see in a costume. Having fun. Yeah. Like, not so, just. <laughs> so, it's really great. Aww. And so, we um, we have our costumes planned for Jeff's race. For one of them, we still need to, like, yeah. plan, plan out what we're going to wear for the for Jeff's half. But we have, for the 5K, we have our, for Barb's um, leprechaun chase, we have our, like, little leprechaun outfits. Not really. They're shamrocks. But so exciting. <laughs> So exciting. So um, so when we talk about run, walk, and we talk about how we're training, and we talk about uh, process goals over product, right, we are really talking about adding fun and joy and this lightness to what we're doing. Um, when you run easy and you give yourself permission to not take it seriously, your workouts are going to come more easily. Yes. There are going to be days where you're like, I don't know if I can do this, where you doubt yourself, where it feels hard, where you try a workout and you will have a failed workout. But it's how you approach that. If you're saying, oh, I failed this workout, 
I'm not good enough. No, that's not it. Oh, today this workout didn't work for me. And I, and then really touch base. I gave it my all or mentally I checked out before I gave it a try because we've done both. (laughs) We have definitely done both. Um, by, by infusing things like sparkle skirts and easy running, you can remember that you're out there to enjoy running and you're not out there to, you know, and you're out there for self-improvement and self-improvement doesn't always mean running the best time. Self-improvement can just be being the best person you are that day and learning to kind of roll with things. And so sparkling can be a great way to keep it light and keep it fun. Um, we certainly love it. We definitely think if you haven't tried sparkling, you should. I actually have a friend, Sam, who I coached for a while. She was very resistant to sparkling. Mm-hmm. And I convinced her to wear a sparkle skirt as part of a costume in Disney. And now I've noticed at every, at least Disney race, she sparkles now. So, which is super exciting because it's so fun. I mean, we love glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So definitely check out Sparkle Athletic. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts right now. Uh, Like I said, we pay to be be a part of the team, the part of the squad. Um, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, even if it's not just for, co- even if you're not just doing a Disney race or costume yeah. race, but if you are even, even more so, and they'll be yeah. there at the expos for, for the Disney races. For the Disney so. races. And we'll put on our Instagram, like some costume inspirations for Disney. Um, we definitely think, um, it's fun to even just sparkle during training runs. Yeah, so. exactly. And Princesses next weekend, right? Princesses is coming oh, up. Yeah, week after this. So weekend. fun. So. so fun. Someday we're going to have to figure out if you can do Princess. If I know. we can, like, if I figure it out. Even Maybe if we yeah. didn't do parks. Maybe if we, we just, just went just go do and the did the expo. Do the and Yeah. Yeah. Expo and like, you know, I'll work the expo more so that I'm out of your hair and you can actually get work done in a hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've talked about sparkle. We've talked about compression socks and now we are ready for mile repeats. I see you have it pulled up on your phone. Yeah, I pulled up our, so this was our, probably our second mile repeat workout. I don't know if we did the first, but yeah, you go from, you know, four by one is the first one when you're starting up your training plan. All the way up to six by one, all the way up to 14 14 by by one, one, which is a lot. It's a lot. 14 by one mile repeats. Um, at our pace, it, it turns into a a 20 mile run for most people. If you're a little slower at walking, um, you don't warm up as much as we do. It's going to be between 18 and 20 miles. So when we talk about the long over distance training and we're doing those 29s up to 29s and like it looks like everything else is shorter, we do have that one or like two because 12 by one is also fairly long. 12 by one and 14 by one really get you into almost those traditional type of long runs that have faster than marathon pace miles in them. Right. Um, and so mile repeats are faster than goal marathon pace, about 30 seconds per mile faster. We have done them actually, oh my gosh, thinking about it. I was like, oh, and we've done them way faster than that. But I look at my CIM splits when I was doing my 14 by one or 12 by one for CIM and I was doing seven flats, like my CIM splits, I was crushing on a hot day, 745s until yeah. mile 18 when the whole field dropped and I'm like, wow, maybe not. Maybe I really wasn't, maybe I really wasn't a 726 shape. Like yeah. I thought, <laughs> I think so. Like, so yeah, so this, so this two, I guess two weekends ago we did six by one. We decided to go to the track. So if you, if you have mile repeats on your schedule and you have a track that you can go to, winter or summer, it's a great way to kind of give yourself some control, yeah. give yourself the ability to, if it's summertime, give yourself a place to put a cooler, put ice, put yes. all the stuff you'll want. And even in the winter, not having to carry your, your fuel is, is kind yeah. of nice, your water and stuff all the way around. And um, it what's nice about it is it gives you confidence to go to the yes. track. Because I find that I do run faster on the track than than mm-hmm. just on the road, and nothing wrong with again. I like to do them on the road too because that's more of, that's an equalizer and that's more what we're going to be running, um, obviously in the races. Yeah. But um, the other nice thing about the track is you can go with different paced um, people, people, yeah, and everybody can be doing their workouts together, but also you know separately, separately on the yeah. same track. So one of one of my other tips, if you're going to go to the track, my suggestion, if you can walk there, great walk there, bring everything with you, it, otherwise drive there, make sure you have double the amount of water, ice, and fuel than you think you'll yeah. need. Um, 
because it's always the worst thing you want to do is get through if you're doing six or eight or whatever, you get through five or you get through seven mile repeats and you're out of water. That's very, very awful. And that's actually what happened. That's kind of what happened to us. It's kind of what <laughs> happened this time. Um, and so mile repeats, while we talk about mile repeats, they can also be done as two mile blocks or yeah. as half miles. So they don't necessarily have to be mile repeats. The big thing is they do need to have at least four minutes of walking recovery in between them because we want to fully recover when doing these. We want to almost feel fresh. And then the goal is to set your pace and stay there or descend. Right. Don't run the first one so fast that you that can't you keep getting slower. <laughs> yeah, that you can't. Yeah, right. And there's, I mean, I would say as you're figuring it out, like there might be some variation in your times, but you should be able to dial in your pace of, at some point. Um, you know, obviously if you start slower, then you are able to descend. So just make sure that you're not like really super pushing right at the beginning. Yeah. And in, in just like more beginner plans, he'll have you usually do the, you know, do one one miles with the five minute or six minute recoveries in between, like we do sometimes six yeah. minutes, versus in the more advanced plans, he definitely chunks them into twos more. And that's again, well, and he's and, told me based on heat and too. based on, right. And then, yeah, so, so what's good is that you can, you know, it's it, when you can do them in twos, like obviously that's that much harder, but it's also that, you know, it gives you that a little more confidence because you're going to be sustaining a pace for longer. Right. Um, and so our, of the six that we did, we had the first four were independent with, uh, we ended up doing about six minutes of walking. We were waiting for Sarah to catch up on yeah. hers because she was doing hers at the same time. And again, I don't think that extra minute of walking was detrimental nope. to us. Like, I mean, what's really the difference between five or six minutes? Right. Not really a big thing. And that's another thing about the track is, when you start to shorten those recoveries on the track you and speed work, you really open yourself up for injuries. So you do have to be very careful. Just remember, like, kind of a good rule of thumb is when you're on the track and you're doing hard work, that your recovery should be at least half of the time that you pushed. So at least. Now, if you're doing 200s, I would say, you know, and I've done 200s at 32 seconds, right? You do 200s, you want to recover for probably two minutes, mm -hmm. you know? So two minutes is kind of a good minimum, or if you're doing miles, half of what you just ran as a minimum is also a great recovery. Standing recovery is totally fine. I prefer walking yeah. recovery, um, but standing recovery is great too. See what you prefer. Um, so yeah, now you can keep <laughs> oh, and then keep going yeah. on our repeats. So we did, yeah, and then our last two, we ran out of water. So we actually yeah. chunked the last two as a five, yes. six together. So yeah. our pace is what we. So our first we, one, we did two and 30. Mm -hmm. um, we did two and 30 for the first one. And we were a little unsure of the pace because I think we had originally set out that we were going to do 845s. Is that right? Well, we had said we'll do, or eight. 830. 830. 829, something like that. I was thinking okay. 30 seconds faster. I think than I was a thinking. Sub nine. Oh, I was thinking 845s. And we <laughs> almost didn't, you almost didn't do I them. I almost didn't so, do them. So I had horrible, horrible, and I've been dealing with it at the beginning of every run. Um, so maybe this time off is going to be good yeah. for good for me. Um, shin and lower leg, almost like chronic compartment syndrome type pain. I've had it before. It does eventually go away. Um, but it was, it was pretty bad. So I did not think I was going to be able to do them so Naomi goes off and she does um a lap I started yeah I did a third of a mile and then I realized or it was almost to a lap when I realized that my watch was on walk mode yeah I went to look so, at my pace and I, so <laughs> I jumped in I jumped in thinking that I was jumping in for a half a mile but it turns out it was for 0.75 of a mile and then Naomi was like well I had just switched over to a walk so I'll finish this with you so we did our first mile together although Naomi did like a mile and a it was a mile, mile and a third, third <laughs> which is fine um and so we clicked that off 818 which is 17 oh my gosh amazing right especially when we were not sure that we could if do we that were do the <laughs> but we were we were very concned that that was too fast, so we switched to one forty five, one forty five, and thirty. 
And our next mile was? A 7.59. 758. <laughs> and I then said, I think we need to go back to two minutes, and we need to aim for those two minutes to be one lap right. at two minutes. To slow like, us down. So that we didn't go past one lap at two minutes. And so, and so the next one was an 8.21. Which is perfect. And that's actually kind of great as a good proof positive that walking for uh, walking for a minute per mile slows you down about 15 seconds. If we were doing one lap of running at eight minutes, right, at two minutes, that would be an eight-minute mile, plus the little walk breaks brings us to an 8.21. So there's a proof of the um, walking for one minute equals about 15 seconds per mile slowdown because we had at least three walk breaks in there. Yeah. And then so. we also noticed that we, because we were each one, one of us was in a you know more inside lane that we were clicking off different different times t- as depending well. on who was on the inside lane, and so and so we you were, were on the like, outside lane for eight twenty yeah eight twenty two so. yeah. And then our next mile was eight oh nine, and you were on the inside lane for that one. Yeah, and then the, then this is where we ran out of water. So after this next walk break, we're like, well, what if we just do them together? And I, my on my watch, they clicked off at eight. 10 or 811 and 816. And I think um, I, think I was flipped. You were like 813 eight, or fit, and, and 809. Eight yeah. Something which like is, that. So it's I the mean, same because, again, depends which lane you're and in. And seconds don't matter. Like, right. honestly, seconds seconds don't matter. And even, like, even in a race, like, I like I said last week, like I was ecstatic to cross the finish line at Mountains to Beach at what I thought was three thirty five oh two and not three thirty four fifty eight. So right. you know, four seconds shorts the difference between a BQ and not a BQ. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still a freaking amazing time. So yeah, so I think if we average those together, I don't know, it's eight twelve. Pretty damn eight, fast. Yeah, like way faster than our eight thirty that we said I we were think, going to. I plan think on. it really does show that. We're we're, that we're in shape to break four, that we have the ability to break four hours mm-hmm. and, and probably even to break, you know, 350. I have some notes in here. Um, I don't know what they're from, but they are a 351.15 marathon. Oh, fun. Those um, are your, yeah. <laughs> this was like probably pre, um, this was back when our watches so this show, Liz picked up um, a book that's, it's Jeff Galloway's um, training journal. Yes. And it looks like in the back you had yeah, put in your splits. And this was back before, I remember before my Garmin, I'd have to go through my Timex watch yes. and then pick up each individual lap. But I lap think this is a plan. And, and write them down. But I think oh. this is a plan. Okay. Or this is somebody's, I have no idea. All I know is that it is for a positive it's for kind of an even split marathon with a positive split on the back half where you get to run nine minute miles for mile 24, 25, and 26. Um, no, I like kind of, half is 155. Yeah. So it's, oh, okay. Just, right, just right. a slight. But it's just like, see, you run nine. So it's yeah. really cute. You run nine minute miles for mile one and two. Then, then you go down to 855 for, for three miles. And then 850 for three, two four. miles. And then 845 for four miles. And then 840 for one, two, three, four, five miles. Then back to 845 for one, two, three, four four miles, eight, 8.50 for three miles, and then nine minutes for three oh, miles, so that's, which is, and yeah. then, and then a 10 minute mile for the last point oh point two. So yeah. this must've been the Marine Corps course <laughs> <laughs> up that hill because, uh, yeah, that, that's tough. So that's just interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'd no, be okay with that. That looks like a great, great <laughs> looks like a great day. day. I think we're, yeah. So um, I think, I don't know so how much fun. time we have left. I, I know we want to talk oh, yeah. a little bit about keeping a journal. Maybe we'll get to that next time. Yeah. Well, um, um, I would just say with mile repeats, mile repeats are definitely something that if you're looking to improve your speed in the marathon, there's something that you would do every three weeks at this intensity. You can also add mile repeats as a midday workout or midweek workout, but you don't do them at this threshold intensity. You mm-hmm. do them more at your... I would say just maybe five seconds per mile faster than your goal marathon pace. You do them um, maybe five, maybe 10 seconds per mile faster than goal marathon pace. And you do four to five of them um, with two and a half minutes of recovery. And so with that shortened recovery, they're not going to be as fast and you can, you can safely add those in. I would say up to once a week, um, 
up to once a week. But if you're just starting out with speed work, um, certainly reach out to a coach. You can reach out to Jeff has plenty of coaching options on his website, and hopefully we will help be helping him get more coaching options and plan options up on his website very soon. So, yeah. And, um, and in the yeah, customized training plans, if you want to work with, um, like with his actual with, coach, yeah, Chris Twiggs, with Chris Twiggs. Is, is heads up that. Well, so. my my hope, and and we've been talking a lot about a lot with um, Weston and Jeff in the organization. My hope is to get more options available, and where Chris can really share his knowledge with more coaches. Yeah, that's I mean my vision. My fingers are so crossed for this because um, Chris is just so knowledgeable, and I would love for him to be coaching coaches yes. as much as he's coaching athletes, um, because I think that there are so many people out there that are like us that support the Galloway method and that but it's very very difficult to find Galloway coaches right um, who understand that, it who can oh, well and that jive with your maybe the jive with your personality that too. you know really understand that you don't have to drop the walk breaks to get right. faster that actually including walk breaks and I I'm gonna have to start reaching out to some people especially post-pregnancy that I've seen on Instagram that brought walking into their running um, or post-injury even, brought walking into their running during a recovery period and have now really embraced the 11-minute mile days. easy days. Yeah. I mean, Instagram used to be full of nine-minute mile easy days, and I feel like we are seeing so many more 11-minute mile easy days yeah. from ridiculously fast, like yeah. 127 half marathoners, um, which I just freaking love. When I see a one at the start of a mile, at, for anybody, I like just rejoice. I'm like, yes, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, let's normalize just really chilling out. Um, Track Club, Club Babe Kim, she posted that how she ran a 311 um, marathon was all of her treadmill miles were 10 to 11 minute miles. Nice. And, I mean, I don't think she was incorporating walking on the treadmill. Walking on the treadmill is one of my favorite things to do because it keeps you... It keeps, it gives you like things to do. So like, it's like walk for a little bit, then push button and run yeah, for a little bit and then push boring. button and walk. And like, I just play the whole time and I actually have, and I'll put some more, I'll put some up on Ren Galloway girls as well. I have treadmill workouts that are super fun and super easy. Most of them are 30 minutes long. They're all effort-based. They have a lot of walking, a lot of running, and a lot of fun. And you just get to watch TV and have some fun yeah. on the treadmill. All right. So <laughs> next up, you have... The thing that made me like cry happy tears yesterday. We have three beautiful reviews that we're going to read to you um, from Apple Podcasts. So please yeah. thank keep, you for- thank you so much and keep rating, subscribing, reviewing because it means so much to us. Yeah, it's so awesome. So we just want to yeah share these little accolades because they're so sweet. They're so, so sweet. So the first one's from Tommy. Love the first, so her, her title says, can't wait for the next episode. Love the first episode. I listen to a lot of running podcasts, and I can already tell this is going to be a favorite. As a recreational runner who uses the Galloway method, I can relate to the Galloway girls and look forward to hearing more about their training and racing. Keep them coming. Yay. Do you want to read the, one of yeah. the next ones? Okay, sure. So this one is from... This one is from Jess, and we love Jess. Um, I coached Jess for a little while, and she's just amazing. I met her through team and training. Um, engaging running podcast. If you love training for marathons and learning more about the run, uh, run, walk, running method, this is an excellent podcast. I find the conversations between Liz and Naomi engaging fun, and I always learn something valuable as a runner. This podcast is very upbeat and emphasizes a thoughtful approach to getting the most out of each marathon training cycle. I can't recommend this podcast enough. And she actually also commented yeah. yesterday, um, messaged us privately about how, um, she was just so happy that we mentioned weight and we talked openly about that because mm-hmm. it's a lot, it's something a lot of runners, um, do need because there can be this tendency to, um, get so wrapped up in, in running in the numbers and in, in the numbers, because we are racing that, you know, we're talking about like finding your, finding that joy and enjoying the, the process of it, but it can be 
you can get in your head even while you're doing that unintentionally. And so just reminders that, you know, we have to love our bodies as they are and honor our bodies as they are. Um, and the days that we have them and, you know, fuel them properly and everything. And so she, she just like kind of commended us for yeah. talking about that, which she said it was so courageous, which is so yeah. sweet to say like, cause yeah, cause we want to just be open about, yeah. yeah. Like, so we, yeah, we talked about our weight. We talked about our weight gain. We like put the numbers out there and said like, this is where I'm at. I mean, but we need to normalize that too, to normalize. because right. I think a lot of people, um, when they would look at Instagram pictures, right. And even see me in person, um, when I was say one thirty. A and lot you're 5'8 for context. And I'm 5'8. A lot of people might assume that I was like 115 based right. on how oh, yeah. lean I am. And even at like 150, like I do have a, I have small shoulders, right? A small shoulder frame. Like I looked at a picture of the two of us next to each other. Like your shoulders points, point to point are broader than mine. So of course the way that I carry weight looks leaner than, you know, if I carried it differently. Right. And, and we just have to like like remember that and so it's it's just um I don't know I think a lot of people might assume that I was even I mean yeah. even though I was Way I, I do think that I was underfed at that time um and like walking like I said last week um walking that that red line but I think maybe you know people might assume that it was much worse than it was or my weight was a lot lower and so just remember your number on the scale doesn't affect like it's just a number on the scale your body size is going to be different everybody has different shapes like even my sister and I who have very similar bone shapes carry our weight completely differently um for us to be the same size like like same size clothing she has to weigh 10 pounds less than I do yeah, I was going to say a lot of it's muscle, yeah. mass-related. Right, um, and where our muscles are. Like, I was a figure yeah. skater, so I have a lot more, like, quad development because it was developed when I was younger, right? Yeah. And so, And, yeah. like, I, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't athletic as a kid, but, like, when I started, I started karate in high school. Yeah. And when I started karate, I went from, um, I'll say my weights then, to, I think I weighed in, you know, freshman year, I think I weighed 115, and then I went to um, 125. Yeah. So I gained 10 pounds in a purely muscle at that yeah. point and then I sustained like that 125 was sort of my homeostasis weight until now at like 135 yeah. so well and that's older I um I just bought some dresses from Lulu's right and that's like if you don't know what Lulu's is it's like a place where a lot of like uh high schoolers get their prom dresses <laughs> um it's it's fast fashion I don't love fast fashion but I needed a dress for this weekend so I bought three dresses that are coming and to find your and they're all small, medium, large sizes, not numbered sizes. Mm-hmm. So to find your size, you put in your height, you put in your weight, and you put in your age because weight distribution based on your age is slightly different. And then they recommend a size for you. And I was like, That's oh, smart. this is so cool. And now I did go with their recommended size. And like I'm a little nervous because I do tend to have a smaller upper half. Like I have like, although I don't feel like it's not as small as it used to be, so that's why I was like, I probably used to. Anyway, I bought mediums, so yeah, fingers we'll crossed. They fit. Fingers crossed, they fit. At least one of them fits. I bought three dresses, and you know that's the other thing. Like, I'm not a teenager. I'm not an early twenties. <laughs> I don't need everything to be skin tight anymore. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited. Yeah, They're really, really that's cute. Fun. So, well, yeah. so we and we have yeah one more. We review have one more read. review after that little diatribe about how much we about love Jess and we love you, Jess. Jess. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is from Jax, who's in our MRTT Moms Are in This Town group. And her title, oh my gosh, Naomi and Liz are legends. Oh, we love you. Naomi and Liz are in my local running group, and let's just say, they're the girls you aspire to run with. They demystify and destigmatize the run-walk method, which I appreciate. How better to listen to their podcast by running? Bravo, ladies. Oh, well, you can come run with us anytime. We're not, (laughs) you don't have to aspire to run with us. You just reach out. You can run with us anytime. So if you're ever in the Reston area... Um, we will definitely like come run with us. You know, we do have a calendar feature on our website. We only have Jeff's race up and mountains to be trace up right now, but we would love to host little run, walk, run groups. Little sparkle runs. Like we used to do bring out the sparkle skirts. Oh my gosh. And we have so many. So, um, (laughs) oh yeah, I think combined we have probably 70 or 80 at least. (laughs) I think I have 60. Oh my gosh. I have have 40 maybe. (laughs) The only, the only like scratchy color that I don't have is the light pink which I think I'm going to order um (laughs) I think that and the gold I have yellow but I don't have gold so I need but I have rose rose gold gold. (laughs) right 
And I was going to order one of the new 4th of July patterns that they just had us vote on. They're so cute. Um, And I want some more of the, like, stretchy plain sparkles because I love those, too. And they have three colors that we don't have. Yeah. The bright, the blue, the um, grape, and the red. Yeah, they were sold out last I checked in. Oh, okay. I think. (laughs) Anyway. We might need to go on and, like, order some sparkle skirts. And the problem is you would think that we could order, like, one and share them between us, but we like to match. Yep. So we can't do like. Like we do have some where we only we each have just one of them, and we will like coordinate. But for the most part, we like to we match. Like to twin. I know, which is so <laughs> fun. And I was actually saying on our run because a lot of um, we have other friends that like to twin at Disney and everything. I was like, oh, we're so lucky that we can twin, but we can also be different princesses because Naomi has dark hair and I have blonde hair. <laughs> so we can also like just coordinate. Like we were talking about doing Belle and Rapunzel. Yeah. And then um and which, like Snow White and Snow White Cinderella. and Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> um we could, you know, we can also just throw our own hair colors out and still just be different princesses. Yeah. We could do Elsa and Anna. You can be Elsa, that's fine. <laughs> She's shorter than Anna. Um <laughs> and then um, uh, we could also do um, Ariel and Flounder. Yeah, yeah. So we need to post I would, some ideas. On. I would love to be Flounder <laughs> if you want to be Ariel or vice versa. Yeah. We'll post some ideas up on uh, Red Gallery yeah, in the coming weeks as we head into Princess. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so fun. All right. So we have had this article on because we still. Oh nope, it's Seven Eleven. We have to say goodbye because I have to get to the doctor. <laughs> All right. Well, we will bring that article back in a couple of days. We yep. will be back. We will be back <laughs> in a few days. Um, so I will have my egg retrieval tomorrow Yay! and we'll fingers update crossed. you. Uh, cross your fingers and toes. Um, and we'll update you how everything went with that um, on our next podcast. And I won't be running until probably midweek next week. Naomi is thinking about taking some time off to let her heal, her foot heal as well. And we'll figure out what we're going to do. And we'll update you with all of that yeah. soon. Yeah. All right. All Thanks right. so much for listening. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Right. Bye. Bye.